Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sky's the Limit podcast. It's like no big deal, but I'm actually sitting with Atlanta Magazine's Best Influencer of the Year. It's kind of crazy. I truly considered bringing in champagne and orange juice this morning to do a little mimosa toast, but I think I might just send you a little something afterwards because I don't know what we would get into if we start drinking and podcasting. I think that's a dangerous combination for the two of us. So anyways, my guest today has been working her way through Atlanta through Atlanta bucket list for the past eight plus years. Alyssa Fagan is the creator of account Atlanta bucket list. And in my eyes, one of the original influencers in Atlanta and somebody whose quality of content has never wavered. Um, She's a goal getter. She's always evolving and always sharing aesthetically pleasing posts. And fun fact, Alyssa and I have known each other since really the beginning of all this. It's been a long time, but we are still 22. And I am just so excited for us to actually get together and be in the studio today. So welcome to the podcast, Alyssa. Thank you so much, Skye. Yay. Yay. This is great. (laughs) I know. I didn't like pull from your bio or anything about um, your background, but like we're going to just get into all the things, Alyssa. You are not only ATL bucket list. You are so many other things, but just coming off of this big award and all of the other awards, like, you know, Atlanta bucket list is something that's kind of a big deal. Oh, thank you. That really means a lot. It is a big part of who I am. So that recognition is really special yeah and I think it also helps other people recognize how they know you or they're like her name sounds so familiar where does that connect happen and it's just I mean do you feel it's a part of your identity like is it anything oh, absolutely like do I people mean, come up to you and just say oh are you Alyssa or like how yeah, does that well, conversation and it's funny go because I was talking to my friend last night um at we had the award ceremony yeah. for uh best of Atlanta and um something came up and we were talking about our names and I was like, you know, I am Alyssa, but most people just call me ATL bucket list. Like they'll come up to me and they're like, aren't you that bucket list girl? (laughs) It's really funny how people just butcher the names of things too. It's, it's not that hard ATL bucket list, but it takes a lot of effort and they've like probably followed you for the amount of time that you've had the freaking account too. Hey, I will take any recognition. I always say like, my success is really built on having a loyal following. Yeah. Um, so I'm so appreciative when someone comes up to me and, you know, either just recognizes me, is familiar with my account, um, enjoys the things that I post. It really does mean the world. Yeah. that It really is nice. It's like validating that yeah. the stuff that you do. I mean, the great thing is, and this is my take and perspective on it, it's just everything that you've put out into the world is all positive. It's all positive reviews of things. It's all positive content that's showing different food, drinks, activities in the best light. It's showing the experience of living in Atlanta or traveling outside of Atlanta in the best light. So it's like, you're not looking back or maybe you are, this is just my perspective on it. You're not looking back on the years of this account thinking, oh, I wish I wasn't like saying this in this era or doing this like I feel like you've stayed true to that foundational positivity from the beginning I I agree with that and like you mentioned kind of in my beautiful intro you know I do think the account and myself included um continually evolves 
Um, so yeah, I don't really look back and like regret or like wish I had done things differently yeah. because it's just an ever changing perspective. And, um, I do really try to keep that positivity and, um, like upbeat, yes. excited tone and everything. Um, so yeah, it's just always fun. I mean, Atlanta's evolving so much, so I think it kind of just makes sense that the account is too. That it does make and technology too. Yes. It's just like I mean, oh, the, Instagram reels. What iPhone were we on when your account started? I literally don't know the three. Like I, maybe the, no, probably. Do you know? I have no idea, but I will tell you. Yeah. I was taking fo- photos on my iPhone and they were pretty bad. Don't scroll back. That's my recommendation. <laughs> you know don't I'm scroll going back. To. You know I'm going to. But also I've like witnessed it along the way too. So even if you think going back that those were bad photos, everybody else is way worse than what we were seeing on yours. I'm just saying. That was still like a sight for sore eyes at that point. But okay, let's just get into your like origin story a little bit. I know that we've got a lot of bases to cover and it's almost like weirder that we know each other to a certain extent and depth and long time because it makes it harder to be like asking questions that I kind of know the answers to a lot of these things, but I'll ask you questions that I would like to know the answers to. But Going into your origin story, Atlanta Bucket List started over eight years ago. So we're talking 2015, right? Kind of break it down where this started, where the name began, all of that. I know a lot of people know this, but we might as well reiterate to anybody who doesn't know. Of course. So so I moved to Atlanta in the fall of 2014. So it's been a minute. Yeah. I can't believe almost, almost 10 years. It's been nine years. Yeah. Um, and really, I just completely fell in love with it. Um, it was that time, if we can all go back to 2014, um, you know, it was the Beltline. I think the Eastside Trail had just kind of opened. Mm -hmm. Pont City Market was not yet open. Mm -hmm. I think Crog Street was pretty new. It was just such a different place. Place, like parts of Atlanta that have become staples and like the heart of Atlanta didn't even exist. Um, So it was a really different time. I remember, you know, first, my first ever visit to Atlanta, I went to Piedmont Park and, you know, that hasn't changed. And I just was like, wow, this is so beautiful. Like, it was like a pretty, like, summer day. It wasn't too hot. I miss those days. Um, and I just remember Haven't looking, existed since. Yeah. Yes. No, it was like green everywhere and the skyline. I was like, wow, I love this place. I need to move here. And then I moved in the fall of 2014 and everything was happening. Like all these new restaurants and places were popping up and I'm like, wow, what a cool time to be just moving to the city. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to March of 2015, Mm -hmm. I was sitting in my shower. (laughs) A nice shower sit. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of good thoughts in the shower. Yes. Um, and I worked in marketing and I always kind of wanted to, get a little bit more into social media. And I was like, huh, like I have like a bucket list of things that I want to do in Atlanta. At the time, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay here for a long time. So in my mind, it was like a bucket list of things to do before I left. Yep. P.S. I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But um, then I was like, 
Atlanta bucket list, ATL bucket list. Ooh, like I wonder if anyone's doing something yeah. like that. So of course then I like get out of the shower. I like check Instagram and there was an account that was Atlanta bucket list. I think it's still there, but like there's nothing there. They just um, so were I was like, sitting okay, on that well, handle. I'll just, I'll do ATL underscore bucket list. And yeah. it was born. And I think my first post um, was like March 18th and it was at Piedmont Park. Yeah. The place that gave you that inspiration and epiphany. Yes. Um, And then it kind of was a whirlwind after that. So I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. It was totally just for fun. Um, You know, didn't have a posting schedule, didn't have a strategy, was taking awful photos on my iPhone. Mm. Um, But again, going back to 2015, there really weren't a lot of people doing that. Now there's like so many incredible creators doing so many incredible things. Back then, there really weren't that many. I think we were still in the era of bloggers, like true bloggers. Um, The whole like Instagram influencer didn't really exist. No. Um, And I, but I will say I had seen similar accounts in other like big cities like New York, Chicago, L.A. I I don't know, like similar types of like food and experience accounts. And I realized that we didn't have one in Atlanta. So, you know. Like everyone, I'm like, why not me? Right. Well, and you're an early adopter. And I think there's just like an optimistic view of life when you're somebody who's like, no, let me just try this and let's just see where it goes. And it's crazy to then fast forward. I mean, really, it's like a vortex fast forward (laughs) of where you are now from where it began. And I don't know if you could see this whole vision from the get go. Like, absolutely, this not. was just for fun, right? And you didn't even know creators existed, and they didn't fully exist at all at that time. Like, yeah, no, there was never ever a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah, of me being like, Alyssa, why don't you start this account because it could become a career? Yeah, like, not once. I was like, maybe I'll get a couple free things out of it. Like that right. would be kind of cool. I remember my first thing ever, like I worked with King of Pops and I got a free popsicle and I was like, I have made it. <laughs> I love that. That was actually going to be one of my questions down the road too, was like your first thing that you got being an influencer. Yep. I love that. And King of Pops forever. Yeah, classic Atlanta. Classic. Well, and that's nice that it is classic Atlanta and that it still exists all these years later too, yep. because a lot has changed too. Yep. There, the icons still exist. But, you know, it, it's been a minute and there's been pandemic you've gone through. Like, there's been a lot of life that's happened in the past nine years with there's it. There's been a lot. Yeah. Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth and helping highly anxious patients. Peach Dental is a family owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's The Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. Thank you to award-winning Atlanta realtor Jenna Mizrach of Keller Williams Peachtree Road for sponsoring this episode of Sky's the Limit podcast and furnishing the Keller Williams podcast studio. If you're looking to buy or sell a home or just want to have a conversation about what's going on in this market, connect with Jenna. She was my realtor 
and I wouldn't have the house that I have without her support and help. She's amazing, and I can't say enough good things about her. DM her through Instagram. That's the best place to reach her, at Jen Miesroch. That's at J-E-N-N-M-E-A-S-R-O-C-H. You know what else I remember in your early days, too? was your photography workshops. I remember yes. like seeing flyers about this. I feel like you had one at Bellina. I, did. I feel like you had, I don't know where else, but I remember just because I was working in the same space too. And I've been following you since the beginning, since we met initially. And I guess that was in 2015 when we met. Um, I, I don't know, walk me through that because I yeah. never went to one, but I also have this weird thing of remembering that there were people that would show up and no hate, no shade, but they would come and they would take your class and then they would all of a sudden become an influencer doing very similar things with a very similar aesthetic. And I just <laughs> just wanted to hear more about this. And I've been wondering this for a long time and now is the opportunity to ask. No, I mean, it was so much fun. And truthfully, like, let's be honest. Yeah. There is enough room for all of us. Yes. You know, there's so many creators. And even, again, bringing you back to last night with the whole Best of Atlanta Obviously, I was with one of my girlfriends. She's like, oh, you were a shoo-in. You were obviously going to win that award. And I'm like, actually, no. I was like, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. But like the amount of incredible food Instagrammers in Atlanta yeah. right now, it was not a guarantee. And like, I am so grateful that after this almost nine year um, buildup, yeah. that like people still care about me at all <laughs> you know it's like I could be old news so I'm so appreciative and I do think that the community has just grown so much in the best way possible yeah and I think in a way it makes me better at what I do because I yeah. can't get complacent like so I'm true. always like oh wow that person like there have been so many creators where I and I will tell them when I meet them I'm like you have inspired me like I saw your content and it like gave me all these new ideas you have such a different vision and I think that's really cool obviously I don't condone like copying yeah but I think it's cool to kind of you know look at how people do have different perspectives and um, kind of look inward and be like oh how can I right. be better definitely and it's also for me, I see it as kind of a mood board or something. These are the visuals that inspire you. you this is the type of copy and content. That's totally cool to have inspiration, yeah. and that's totally fine. When you're saying that you think of these creators that you've kind of disclosed that you're inspired by, do you have any that come to mind? Yeah, definitely. Um so one, and I remember meeting her and I was like fangirling. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited to finally <laughs> meet you. Like, I think you're so amazing. Uh -huh. um, her name is Kayla. Uh -huh. um, it's like I-I-X-Y. I wish I like remembered oh, exactly what. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, and just, I really do think she has like a different perspective on like visiting restaurants and I do yes um I I know she's a little bit younger than I am and I think it's maybe like that TikTok generation yes. like Gen Z they're just really cool I she mean, has I'm a not good style <laughs> I like her style yeah yeah and it's just kind of like everything she does is very sexy yes um, and I, I'm just such a fan and then um ATL loves Mo is another oh, one that I'm just popping like, off right yes. now yes and so I just good. yeah I mean I think I think there is it, I, not to date myself, but you know, I am 31. We're 22, Alyssa. Yeah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial and I think um, kind of looking at the like new generation of yeah. creators, like the Gen Z, 
and how a lot of them started on TikTok or at least were inspired by content that they saw on TikTok. Yeah. I do think there is a difference in the kind of content that, um, you know, Gen Z versus millennials create. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, like I want to be a little bit more Gen Z. I need to learn from the new generation. Yeah. I mean, they're the tastemakers. So it is very natural for you to want to do that and also for it to come off organic. Like it's something that you're able to do seamlessly versus you're just being a tryhard or something. Like it makes sense for the content that you're creating. I think of that too with Gen Z. It's like, I mean, because we've been on TikTok for a minute and I'm really more of a voyeur than a user, but (laughs) it makes my attention span so short. So I can find that a lot of, and I'm not trying to fully generalize, but for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to. Sometimes the millennial creator thinks that the attention span is longer or that I've like had to hone in my own bias of like oh but they want to know what's happening with this and they need to know all the details to make mm-hmm. a decision if they want to go to this no they want to see quick bits right. of like the highlight reel yes. and then if they're interested enough they'll go figure it out on yes, their own exactly. I mean, honestly I have that sometimes with brand deals mm-hmm. where they're like your reel needs to be longer than 30 seconds and I'm like nobody's gonna watch right. that and then you know then that signals to Instagram that people didn't want to finish your video so it's not gonna rank well on the algorithm and it's just like I've literally had these conversations with brands because Mm -hmm. of course they want a longer more full quote-unquote video when that's not always the best thing because like you said people's attention spans are really short and you know short and sweet sometimes is best it is well and if the goal is to sell something to somebody or show an experience that people that are looking for that same experience now understand that that's where they can find it sometimes being like hey buy this hey sell this done it especially for gen z they like overlook that stuff. They see that and they run the other direction. They want it to be like um, a creator that I don't, I'm sure you follow Wishbone Kitchen. Uh, do you follow? Don't. You don't? Okay, fine. Then we'll have to have a part two okay. of this and come back after. But um, she's this like, she got started on TikTok being a private chef in the Hamptons and showing a day in her life every day. And then Wait, she. Wait, is this the Erwan grocery girl? No, no, because she's out in New York, but like she's definitely been to Erwan and like had a review or two about it. But she's really like just known for the day in her life stuff. But her branded content is freaking fabulous. It is so seamlessly integrated into the things that. that she's doing. Like I just watched her ad for like Google Pixel or something. And I actually was just interested in the content that she was putting out. Anyways, that's a whole like side yeah. note on no, I mean, it. That's so impressive. But it's... um. But I think you do the same in your world here. Like, and it's not just here. Like, that that's something that I do, I am curious about. Like, you say that you wouldn't go back and be able to, like, tell yourself anything kind of differently or you wouldn't really change anything. But, like, with having Atlanta in your name, would you still have that if you started from the beginning? I would. Um, I mean, obviously, it has changed the trajectory of my life in terms of like geographic location like I'm I don't want to say stuck in Atlanta because I'm happy in Atlanta yeah I love living here you have a home in Atlanta I bought a place like I have amazing friends like I call this place home yes and I wouldn't have it any other way Mm -hmm. um but yeah sure I think having ATL 
in my name um, has certainly pigeonholed me to Atlanta, but I think it's also a huge part of my success. Yeah. I think the fact that like when brands work with me, mm-hmm. when businesses work with me, they know they will be reaching an Atlanta audience. Yes. Um, and I have really created a loyal community mm-hmm. in the Atlanta community. Yes. Um, so I do think it has helped me. Um, and I do think it really has played a role in my success. So I would not change it. I do think, you know, it would be really cool to yeah. like, travel the world and yeah. things like that. But, you know, um, that's kind of things I can do on my off time. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's something to be said about really niching down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for me, that niche has been like the city. Um, And for other people, it could be like, you know, fashion or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, music or whatever their specific niche is. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point too because it's giving that specificity that is important. You don't want to be so general that people are like, how do I even work? You know, who are you reaching? What is this? And... Obviously, I mean, even not, not yeah. even from the brand perspective, but from the follower perspective, it's like I think when you're choosing who to follow, you want to know that like this is going to be content that's always relevant to you. So that's why I have such a huge following in Atlanta because people in Atlanta know that I'm going to be talking about things happening in Atlanta. Um, but I think if I was always, you know, showing and not that I've never done this before, but if I'm always showing like restaurants in different cities and like things happening all over the world. Yeah. It might kind of be like, well, that's cool, but this isn't really relevant to me. So I don't know if I really care about this enough to follow. Or even if I follow, I probably won't be super engaged. Yeah. And I see a lot of creators kind of going in those different directions right now. It's a weird time. Like one that I think of, and it's just like, I don't care. I don't say her name, but like Half-Baked Harvest, you know, she's going through a lot of controversy as is. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, have you not read the, this? I don't know the drama. Okay. I'll I break do it love down. her cookbooks, though. No, I mean, yes, they're visually gorgeous. She's a great food stylist. But you need to read that. I'll send you the New York Times, like, um, kind of expose on her. What? It's freaking crazy. Like, she's pretty much, um, her recipes are, like, copied from other people. And then she's also, like, combining ingredients of recipes. And, like, for example, I think she was calling something Thai but using cherries. There's no Thai recipes with cherries, but she was using the different terminology just to get the clicks on things and it's like offensive to cultures and a lot of people like give feedback on it of like hey you can't be doing that and she has designated full-time employees that delete every comment of controversy but also her content lately has been her just like selfie mirroring like um YSL looks and stuff and her like you know her from her cookbooks like that's her that is her niche like that is her brand that is what she's built so it's interesting that as somebody who has been in the public eye or had a an account for all of these years is now like oh I'm high fashion and it's like but girl like you were making brownies and stuff that's weird and like the thing is like listen at the end of the day whenever I look at you know any sort of business influencer yeah. like when there's a person behind it you do have to remember there's a person behind it yeah but like 
I also remind myself, you know, I have I have a personal Instagram account. Yes. Like, you know, if I want to post a selfie or if I'm going out with my friends, I usually post it on Alyssa. Yes. I don't post on ATL Bucket List because that's not why people follow mm-hmm. me. And sure, every once in a while I might post something that isn't completely Atlanta, typical ATL Bucket List content. Right. But I do think like, again, my goal is to create content that people care about. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about them. It's about Atlanta. It's about the community. So, like, if I start making it about me, Mm -hmm. then I'm alienating, like, the reason that people wanted to follow. And I think sometimes people kind of get excited. I mean, Half-Baked Harvest has a huge following. So, I'm, I'm sure it's cool for her to be able to, like, post these cool photos of herself and, like, probably get gifted some YSL stuff because of it. But, you know, I think I you hope have that's to... next for you in terms of getting oh, gifts from YSL. I, I would love that. You don't have to selfie mirror it. But like, I hope that they I mean, are sending if, you back. If anyone from YSL is listening, <laughs> yes. I will gladly accept product. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that it is really important to kind of stay true to who you are because it might be fun for a little while. But at the yeah. end of the day, like you're going to start alienating the people who brought you all of this success. Totally. And it's about building community. And that's definitely what you've built up until this point you know Mm -hmm. almost nine years in the works like that's crazy so it's that reciprocity of what do the people who are following you what are they seeking what are they looking for and how can you have that conversation and relationship with them I feel like Mm -hmm. and obviously that's one of your goals in creating that content but like just over the past couple years lots of things have evolved how are you continuing to evolve? Do you have like a long-term goal for the account or do you, can we even think that far in advance? I know that's like a stressful question, but like, you know, for example, if I were to answer that, I'd be like, one day I will be on Food Network or something like that. Like, what is that reach goal for you? Man, I, I wish I could answer this question. And it's really something that has been on my mind because more and more people ask me and I think it is important to have a long-term goal. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I necessarily have that. I hate to say that I'm really content, but I am. No, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm so happy with how things are. Like, I went full-time with ATL Bucket List in June of 2022. So it's been a little bit over a year. And it's been, like, the best year. Yeah. Like, it really has. It's, like, it's just given me the opportunity to create the content that I want to create, really have the time to do it in the way that I want to do it. Um, pick and choose who I want to work with. Um, and I don't know it. I've also, you know, this past year I've started an email newsletter and I have done some more blog work. Thank God I have my amazing assistant. She's so helpful with all of that. But, um, you know, I, I do think I've just been kind of riding this high of being really happy with my decision to go full time with ATL bucket list. And I am really happy with things. I don't necessarily have a, super high in the sky long-term goal but I think something that's always um or once I've realized this it's it's been something I've been really excited about is the fact that I know who my core audience is and they're you know people around my age so it's kind of cool I feel like we're all kind of going through life together yeah and going through similar life experiences like yes you know I'm still single a lot of them now are (laughs) married and have kids and you know all of that but I'll get there one day (laughs) and but I do think you know similar life experiences whether it's like you know um you know buying your first house or um you know one day wanting to do things with your kids so I'm excited to 
even like you know from a smaller scale i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing how atl bucket list content evolves just given where i am in my life yeah um and part of me is nervous about that because i hope that people enjoy any changes that may or may not come but i really do feel good about it because i do feel like my audience like i said is kind of growing with me aging with me and you know maybe one day there'll be little atl bucket list children and you know we'll do like the best kid-friendly spots in atlanta yeah Um, and and i'm really excited about how all of that content could change and just what that world would open up for me yeah well and it's also like first of all that's just cute to think about but um and i don't even like kids but i just like that thought for you and everything but um I like kids enough. Like, I hope, I wish them well, but you know what I mean. That's fair. I, I, just, I respect people who love kids, but know it's not for them. Yeah. Like, in this moment, like, my cat is good, but <laughs> not, not about me. But I just think there's also, like, when we were talking about this reciprocity and just the long term, like, connection that you've had with your followers, like, you know, I've been following you for so long. So many people have followed you for so many years. Like, whether it's even five years or something, that's still a significant chunk of time. Yeah. Like, they feel like they've gotten to know who you are and what you stand for. So it's like that relationship, it can t- it's just it's just cool to see how people will continue trusting what you have to say and your opinions and everything. Absolutely. And I also think it's beautiful to say that you're content in this moment. I also would imagine that like going from managing so many different other people's like social accounts to just being able to focus on yours is such a <laughs> wonderful <laughs> relief. Oh, yes. I mean, it's. It's been nice mentally, yeah. um, but I, I just really think at the end of the day, I'm, I get to do every single day what I love to do. Yeah. And it's just such an incredible feeling. I really do love my work. Mm-hmm. And that's so not the case for so many people. And that hasn't always been the case for me. Yeah. And anytime I'm having like a day and maybe I get a little frustrated or stressed out. I'm just like, Alyssa, yeah. be quiet <laughs> because you're so lucky to do this. And yeah. I am. I, I really do feel that way. That's really nice. But it's also like, it's okay to feel burnt out. Like being immersed in this digital world is challenging especially when you've had to navigate like so many life events you've had you've had this account through multiple presidential elections and like the time leading up to it you've had this account through a pandemic like you you've had to like navigate the digital world as well as your like face-to-face world so i guess two part question on that is like how the hell do you do that because it's really really depleting sometimes and you're still able to continue that consistency in your communications with your followers Mm -hmm. so props to you on that but then also like do you ever take a day off like what does (laughs) what does turning off look like for you yeah you know it's interesting I recently kind of struggled with this a little bit um because even though I absolutely am obsessed with my job it is the coolest job ever um it is kind of a job that like doesn't really sleep I feel like I'm always working, but never working, if that makes sense. I actually was talking to my therapist about this. And it's like, I feel guilty for ever feeling like I am burnt out because I have the coolest job in the world. And I get to take my friends to these cool experiences and have so much fun while I'm quote unquote working. 
but it is a lot because I do kind of feel like the lines are often blurred between my personal time and my work time yes. because so much of what I do and show on ATL bucket list could be considered, you know, fun personal things, but I'm working. Yes. Like at the same time, my friends get to enjoy, which I'm always so grateful, um, but I am working. Um, so it is it is tricky uh, and it's something that I'm you know, I work on every single day. I think for me, I've just been trying to give myself a little bit more grace in downtime. Um, I always feel like I'm that person where I feel anxious and guilty if it's like, you know, a Tuesday at 11 a.m. and I'm taking a walk. Right. But it's like, well, maybe I was out until 11 o'clock the night before working. Even though it was fun, it was still work. So I think um, I've been trying to be a little bit more intentional about recognizing that I don't have a typical nine to five and that it's okay for me to give me a moment to breathe. Yeah. When other people might be working because I work when other people might not be working. So I think, you know, that's been really big for me. I'm still working on it, but it's been a nice kind of shift in my mindset. And then in terms of social media, like, I mean, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. There are times where, you know, people will send me the most hateful or like random messages or maybe not even hateful, but it's just like even, I'm not going to lie, even just like uh, last night, I know nothing was meant by it, but someone messaged me being like, I don't understand how you are a food blogger and you eat all this amazing food and you look so skinny. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, and it was like they a man. This to you? And I was just like, what I don't really fuck? want anyone commenting on the way that I look, even though it was yeah. a, supposed to be a compliment. I, I recognize that. But that's that. not a compliment and people need to get it together, but continue. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just sometimes I feel like, um, you know, people will just send messages and sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're not. Um, but it is important to remember that there's always, you know, I, I'm a person and yeah. whoever you're messaging, there's always a person behind it and it can take a toll. Yeah. Um, and especially with, you know, life events, current events. I mean, <laughs> I'm not private about this. I mean, yeah. I was engaged and yeah. then I posted about it on social media right. and then all of a sudden people are like, wait, where's your fiance? And I had to explain that we called off an engagement. Yeah. Um, I will say mm-hmm. The silver lining of all of it is having a community that's so supportive can kind of like pull you out of the darkness sometimes. I was like, I cannot explain the gratitude I felt when I shared that I had called off an engagement because I was really scared too, but I also kind of felt like I shared some personal news and now like you kind of deserve to know what happened. And the outpour of support and love that I got after sharing was incredible. Like people who have no idea who I am on a personal level, just, you know, saying I'm so sorry, saying they're proud of me, you know, just showing support. I had older women being like, I wish that I would have listened to my gut (laughs) way back when. Now, you know, all these years later, I've had to deal with messy divorces. And, you know, I don't need to get into details, but it was a really cool thing. Yes. Again, you know, social media can be a really scary place. It can be hateful. It can be um, stressful. Yeah. Um, There are a lot of moments where I need to take a break and I have taken a break. But then it is it really is beautiful too when you realize that there are still so many good people in the world. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that 
because I have this community, they do feel like they know me and they're going to support me through my hardships, which is the craziest thing. Um, and I'm so appreciative for that. And um, I hope that I don't have any more bad news to share. But it's cool knowing yeah. that when I do, when I have happy news to share, that they celebrate with me. Yes. And when I have sad news to share that they are there for me. Yeah, as a source of comfort. And I think just like it's really cool to hear your perspective of how you can lean in to more of the positive and just take the negative kind of with a grain of salt of like this comes with the territory this sucks it's not but it's not as much of a personal thing like you're able to a little bit detach from it I feel totally. like and like I'm not big on you know deleting comments or whatever yeah Especially, you know, if I'm talking about a restaurant and someone had a bad experience there and they're like, oh, well, I hated it because oh, da, da, da. like, uh, OK, uh, fine. Like, that's your experience. And I'm not going to, like, censor that. That said, if, you know, if you own an account or whatever, a business and like people are sending you hateful messages or like inappropriate things like. I you should see how many people I've blocked on my account. Oh, my gosh. It's just, you know, that's good that you yeah, block, though. That's healthy personal, boundaries. Yeah, this is my account. And if you're going to start attacking me personally or just being out of line. Yes. Um, even if it's about a business, like if it's completely out of line, not a, you know, constructive criticism. Block. Bye. Yeah. You don't need that. I'm See sorry. <laughs> don't need the hate in this account. Like, absolutely not. And I think that's very, very smart for you to do that because you can get so bogged down in negativity. And what is that worth? It's not worth your mental health. It's not worth letting somebody put that negativity into the ether of your creation online. It's just much better to have a clean break from that kind of interaction. It's nobody needs that. Yeah. Everybody stop hiding behind your keyboard. Like literally <laughs> stop. Okay. I have like 10 billion other questions for you, but this is what happens when we get together. We end up talking and an hour flies by yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a blessing and a curse at the same time because that just means like you'll have to just come back on and we'll just I do updates we'll do a part and, two. yeah we'll do a part two but I will wrap with like I thought of just doing maybe like a little ask me anything you do these on your account sometimes ah, yes. and so I just wanted to like do a little refresh we'll do a little hot takes on a couple of questions and then we'll All wrap right. it on up everybody but ask me anything all right just in case we add some music to this or anything. Ask me anything segment. <laughs> We're going to do it now. So these are like open-ended questions that you've put on your profile before. Um, and just things that I thought of. Any like funny stories about food falling off of a plate or any links that you've taken to get that shot? I could literally write a book on this. I think you should. <laughs> and I would love to read it. Please. At thank one, you. If you go on my TikTok, there was one video I did of like fails. Um, but absolutely. I mean, I have no shame. Yeah. I, and I think I used to be a little bit more scared, but now it's like, I want the shot. So I'm going to do what needs to be done. I mean, I've stood on tables. I yeah. hold really big, embarrassing lights in dark rooms. Yes. Um, I'm so sorry if you've ever been a victim of me shining a light I'm, in your I wear eye. sunglasses near you. That's what happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember one time I was holding like this, like ice cream cone and yeah. like, Literally oh. the entire ice cream just fell off of it before mm. we even like got the shot. So yeah, there are a lot of stories like that and we just make it work. Yep. Troubleshoot and move on. Yep. Hilarious. I'm gonna have to go back and watch a TikTok reel or TikTok TikTok reel. Who am I? <laughs> Combining I'm the not, two. Oh my god. 
love it. Okay, whatever. It might be on your reels too. I'm just speaking <laughs> ahead. Okay. Um, any celebrity DMs? Celebrity DMs? No, but a couple cool things. Yeah. One, Ludacris followed me. Oh, shut and the I hell. lost it. I would freak out. I was like, the fact that he even knows that I exist on this planet is like the coolest thing ever. So that kind of made my life. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, follow back. Like yes. the fact that he followed me first, I, I literally, I had no words. I texted all of my friends a screenshot. Oh my I was like, oh my God, look what just happened. So that was cool. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, my girl, Heather McMahon. Oh, duh. Um, I am so obsessed with her. Me and just. the fact that I, like she has responded to my DMs before and literally, I, I wish I could show you this right now. There's a DM from her that says, love you. I'm oh. like, Heather, I love you more. I know, seriously. She's the freaking best. Yeah. And we just saw her recently. So I know, like... I saw her show and she was so good. And then I saw her after mm. I was just at Little Sparrow and she was there for dinner. Oh, wait. And I, I literally like, saw both of y'all's stories. I did not put together that it was the same night. Yes. And I really didn't want to bother her, but I was like, well, I guess I technically know you. <laughs> so I went up to her and I was like, I really don't want to bother you. This but... was your first in-person meeting? No, actually, we had met one time okay, before okay. at Yepa. Um, but I went up to her and she's like, oh, no, girl, I remember you. And she, this made my year. She goes, I'm actually in Atlanta for a couple weeks. I'm usually not here for a long time, yeah. always traveling. And I looked at your page today Stop to get it. recommendations on where Stop to eat. It. I could have died in that moment. That No, that's exactly what you need for validation to keep you going in oh, all yeah. of this too. I mean, Heather McMahon looks at my content, done. Yeah, I've won. that's an absolutely yes. That's a tiramisu bitch moment. <laughs> um, that is really amazing. I know. No, I'm freaking out, but I'm going to comment down to ask like two more questions. Okay. Um, it's boring, but like kind of helpful. Three tips for IG performance. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I feel like I could change my answer every single day. I know. They literally released all these new things this week too. I know. Well, I think the latest thing I saw is like now they don't want you to post every day. What? Like if you post every day, you're going to see a drop in performance i don't know i don't even know what's real anymore. that's good to bring back to clients though so they can call exactly <laughs> yes i heard it on instagram i heard we should only post once a week that'd yeah. be great um i don't know i mean i i feel like for me definitely i mean this has been the same for at least a year or two but leaning into video is huge yeah. um and i also think like kind of experimenting with like both like short form like videos yeah. I guess you know I'm trying to say like those like quick really cool like put to music videos but then also you know informative and uh voiceovers yeah those kind of videos I really find both do well like for a little while I was like oh I really think I should just do the quick no voiceover mm -hmm. just a cool sound and then I'm like well let me try doing the voiceovers again. And those kind of work too. So I think kind of figuring out what works for you or maybe just do a little bit of both, but yeah. definitely video. Yes. Um, and man, I don't know. I mean, I think the big thing is Instagram wants you to be on Instagram. Yeah. So like being consistent with posting and stories and mm -hmm. using, you know, their editing tool. And yes. Anything you can do in Instagram to stay on Instagram more. Yep. They like that. So 
Thanks, Instagram. Really yeah. appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. all of that. I know. No, those are very good tips, though. And it's it's good to note. And it's good to realize that, like, you know, in 2015, you could post a static image of, I don't know, like, probably your shoes or something and get engagement that it's just it doesn't work that way anymore unfortunately like yeah. I do kind of Although, wish yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie I posted a photo the other day I mean it was a gorgeous photo of yeah. um Montaluce oh yes and it did really well so I think like I'm not saying they're not dead yeah post photos I think you can I think the trick with photos too well two things one if you're gonna post a photo yeah. it better be a freaking good photo yes <laughs> and two Post carousels, yes, because they'll show up twice in yes. the uh, in the newsfeed. So maybe if you saw it the first time and right. scrolled right by, maybe the second time you see it, you it'll appeal with it. to you. Yeah. So um, carousels aren't totally dead. Oh, I love carousels. I just mean like an ugly, like blurry photo, you know, that yeah. we used to be able to post. I also kind of have this weird, far fetched dream that like one day a year, Instagram will just revert to like its initial software and be like, we're gonna have like a throwback day, like once a year, oh my God, and you have to like engage in the platform in like such a weird way. But that sounds like a nightmare to you based on your facial expression. But for me, I'm like, give me that throwback Thursday. Give me that yeah, like weird I, thing. Well, there'd be a lot of weird filters that day. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm, that would, What's Nashville? The um, That's a filter. I think my, my go-to is that lo-fi. Oh, lo-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made it look so not real. Yeah. It was really, really realistic. It yep. was a nice look. <laughs> you would definitely recognize that in person. Okay, last thing I'll end with is just we already know the first restaurant you did a collab with in Atlanta because you got that King of Pops popsicle. It's true. Good for you. Um, and you just mentioned Little Sparrow, but do you have a best restaurant you've eaten recently that people should have on their radar? So I will say Little Sparrow is a must. Yeah. I know, you know, if Heather's going, we all right. need to go. Um, just their, for the people watching their alone. Their burger, their fries their French onion soup, their soft serve with extra virgin olive oil. And then it's like, it's like fennel pollen. Oh and my honey. gosh. I don't know. It was the most insane dessert I've ever had. And it's like soft serve. I love soft serve, but it's like, you, it can only be so good. No, no, yeah. no. Like this is better than <laughs> this you This elevates it. Yes. Yeah. So that is definitely like top of my list right now. Yeah. I was just talking to someone yesterday and saying like, it's been a while since I tried a restaurant and been like, oh my God, I need to go back 8 mm -hmm. million times in the next couple of weeks. And like, yeah. I had that feeling about Little Sparrow. It's also in your neighborhood too. It you is know? in my neighborhood, <laughs> so I have been a lot. But it is probably like one one of my new favorites. Yeah. It really is. So that one, um, what are we talking about new? I mean, it could be like anywhere that you're just like, wow, I haven't experienced that. But I mean, you really could wrap with just Little Sparrow. But like, I guess we could add one more in there. Um, I would say it's a funny thing. Like eating soup in public is something that I am I struggle with. I go in the corner soup. at Super Jenny. Well, because I don't want people. Like I want to eat the French onion soup at Little Sparrow very badly. Oh, but yeah. I but don't want the dangle of the parm. It's all about who you go with. Yeah. I don't. I do and not I need to face the wall. Yeah. Do, do not recommend the French onion soup on a date. But I, I went with my girlfriend Molly and we were both just like we each got a French onion soup. We sat at the bar and we were just cheese. Girl everywhere. dinner. Yeah, yeah. It, it was exactly. It was the best girl dinner. We had French onion soup and soft serve. Oh, it and was fries. the best. And fries. What are we 
okay no I need to do that as like a girl dinner and I need to be facing somewhere that like it's not out and people aren't yeah. just like what's that girl doing with like a cheese beard over here because I really I I have a thing with that okay anyways I think I think we could just wrap on okay. Little Sparrow because the thing is follow ATL underscore bucket list like this that is, is where all of your food wrecks are and they continue to evolve and change and Alyssa is just at the forefront of everything food news I could not recommend to follow more, but also she's just a great person in general. This conversation could go in so many different <laughs> ways for so many days in a row. And especially if, like I was saying at the beginning, if I did bring those mimosas, Jesus, we would never get out of this room. This would you know? have been an eight-hour podcast episode. That that could be the next, that could be fun if yeah. we just had a little <laughs> Mm, yeah when an idea for next time yeah next time we're just like kind of adding to the list for next time but seriously Alyssa I can't thank you enough for being a part of this this is just it's so fun because we don't always get to like quote-unquote like work together we just see each other it. so it's very nice to be able to make this a fun conversation that other people can kind of get a closer peek under the curtain of Atlanta bucket list and who you are and this person that's been on the scene for this many years it's amazing well, thank you. I always have the best time talking to you. And yeah, I'll see you later. Yay, thank you. And thanks everybody for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.